0: Welcome to the Startup Competitors Podcast, where we talk with early-stage entrepreneurs and to understand what information they use to inform product roadmap, strategy, and market differentiation. Want regular updates on moves your competitors are making? You can learn more at StartupCompetitors.com.
1: Hey there. Today we're chatting with Stefan Nagy, who's the co-founder of CapBase. CapBase is a compliance platform, Uh, my words, not theirs, Uh, it's where you would store all of the various pieces of information you would need if you were going to go do uh, anything that needed a deal room. So fundraising round, you're going to sell the company, anything like that. So you can think of it as the place that you can go to incorporate the company, manage your cap table, all your employee agreements, advisor agreements, basically anything behind the scenes, confidentiality agreements, IP assignments from employees, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking about the product, so if I did not do it justice, don't worry. In about 30 seconds, you're going to hear Stefan give the pitch. And then after we talk about the product, we spend a little bit of time talking about their remote-first culture around 20, this is from memory, but I think 20-ish employees around the world, uh, and a little bit about Stefan's co-founder relationship with his partner, Greg, and how they manage that. Hope you enjoy this one. I really did. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like it, go online, find Stefan and thank him on social media for coming on the podcast.
0: Most founders start companies because they figured out a better way to solve a problem or serve a need. Not because they love tracking payroll, filling out compliance forms and explaining employee benefits packages. And yet all that stuff still has to be done. That's why there's Fullstack PEO. Fullstack PEO specializes in turnkey HR for emerging companies. Not just those core services, but advice and expertise that helps founders maximize employee potential. Curious? Find more at fullstackpeo.com.
1: Hey there. Today we're chatting with Stefan Nagy, who's the co-founder of CapBase. Stefan, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. Why don't we open things up with a quick pitch for CapBase?
2: Absolutely. So um, CapBase is a tool for startup formation and really all of running the business side of your company. This is, you know, my third company, my co-founder Greg's second company. We kind of looked at all of the mistakes that we had made starting companies, raising money, hiring employees, selling companies, all those mistakes that we made where they had cost us time and money, and we built Capbase as a tool to help fix all those problems. So, you know, we're really focusing on fixing those problems for the next generation of founders and and people coming
1: up. And just to make that one level more tangible. Talk a little bit through the product, and if I'm a founder and I'm using CapBase, what types of things am I doing?
2: Absolutely. So let's say that you know you've got an idea for a new business. Uh, you haven't done anything yet. You want to register that business as a corporation in the state of Delaware. You would come to CapBase with information about yourself, your co-founders, and you would walk through the setup process on CapBase. And within about ten minutes, you'd have a fully formed Delaware corporation. Uh, It takes about a day and a half to get the actual documents back from the state of Delaware. Uh, But you'd have a fully formed Delaware corporation that you can open a bank account through our integration with Mercury. You can raise money. We've got a little investor CRM that helps you find people who'd be interested in investing, people who are especially into early stage deals. Once you get down the road of talking to them and, and making sure that they're Fully on board, you can actually send out a safe or convertible note directly on CapBase. Once you've raised money and you've got money in that bank account that you've connected, you can connect with Gusto and hire your employees. And you know it'll connect automatically with not only your Gusto but also your G Suite, your Slack. So that when you're also when you're onboarding an, your first employee, you don't have to wade through nine different services in order to to get them on board. Uh, everything's all done directly through CapBase.
1: That is awesome. And as you're saying that, I'm out on the website looking at the very end of the features page where it kind of lines you up against competitors in the space, which we're going to jump into that uh, later in the conversation. But man, I I can't wait. Uh, Paint a picture real quick for folks who are listening, where you and the team are at or on this journey. Any vanity metrics you can share um, could be customers, employees, revenue, funding, uh, help a founder who's listening to this understand where you guys are at.
2: Uh, sure. So there are 20 of us, give or take. And I think we're, we are at this point in about 14 different countries around the world. We're spread from the furthest west in San Francisco to the furthest east in Sri Lanka. It's been a real boon being remote from day one. You know, it's funny before March of last year, we would talk to investors and they'd be like, well, I just don't know if you guys can make this whole remote company thing work. You know, obviously really even 2020 year people
1: were saying that that's,
2: that's kind of crazy to me. Right. Right up until the pandemic, right? Like right up until that day, we had people saying like, well, I I just don't know if you can make this work without, you know, a real office with your, with your logo on the building and that sort of thing. And, you know, we found that we have been able to source talent from almost the entire globe and we have built a really phenomenal team. And, you know, we found some absolutely fantastic investors who are 100 percent aligned with our mission, our vision, and uh, the way that we're doing things. And you know, things are things are really moving quite quickly. You know, we've we've very recently opened it up to taking customers from the general public. And we have, you know, we have surpassed our sales goal this month alone by seventy five percent already, uh, and the month's not over yet. So, you know, anybody who wants to to come sign up, you know, I, I highly encourage you to do so. But no, it's uh, it, it's been really amazing on all on all fronts.
1: Awesome. Well, actually, before we jump into maybe talking a little bit about competition, I'd love to know why why did you guys start the company? So I know you're a repeat founder. And so you've certainly felt the pain that you're helping solve uh, several times, but like what, like, man, there's a lot of businesses out there that you can go start. Why, what, and, and, and many, many with less competition. So why this one? So, you know,
2: we just, you know, kind of a, a vignette from my last company. When we raised our series A, we raised it from a growth fund within a private equity firm. And fantastic fund, fantastic. Fantastic people took us about six weeks of our senior team doing nothing other than diligence and just the amount of money that it cost us to raise money. Yeah, absolutely. The opportunity cost made sense. But then, you know, that plus the attorney's fees that we went through, where if we had had a tool like CapBase, we would have been able to satisfy those data requests almost immediately with the document room that CatBase gives. We would have been able to, um, we wouldn't have had any trouble organizing those things. We wouldn't have had any, anywhere near as high of attorney fees, but you know, that didn't exist. And when I looked at sort of like things that were significant stumbling blocks and when Greg looked at, you know, things that had been significant stumbling blocks for him in the past, this was something that that made a lot of sense um, and you know Greg and I got introduced to one another through uh, one of my co-founders at my last company who had actually been a high school debate summer camp student of Greg's. and you know we we talked through this idea that uh, that Greg had had and you know it, it kind of blossomed and bloomed and uh,
1: became cap base I love it all right talk to me a little bit about the competitive li- landscape how do you think Think about competition for CapBase. Cap How do you and the team think about differentiation? I, maybe we'll start there. Sure.
2: So, you know, I mean, the great thing about what we're doing with CapBase and, you know, another one of the reasons why this was such the right business to form is that it was an opportunity to define a category because there's nobody who is doing stuff like this. Nobody is doing anything like this. You know, you've know, you got people who are doing cap table management your Cardos of the world, your cap table IOs, your your pulleys, and they're doing cap table management. But when you look at those softwares that they release, it ends up being kind of like a multiplayer spreadsheet, right? A really fancy, really nice one, but it's just a multiplayer spreadsheet. And, and you still have a lot of the same garbage in, garbage out problems. You know, I can't tell you how many founders I've talked to who, when they use one of these cap table management products, you know one they're paying their attorney to use it so they're still they're paying billable lawyer hours to put this data in and it's still wrong right like somebody's putting in the wrong data because they misread the contract or they forgot to read the contract or something like this but with capbase we're really we're we're marrying the concept and making it a whole lot more like an e-commerce transaction where you are Generating your contract for your relationship with a person, whether that involves equity or equity in cash, whatever, or just cash, and you're taking those same data and you're using them to generate the documentation, you're using them to update your cap table, you're using them to update your share ledger, you're using them to update your board book, right? All of those things. And you're also taking the payment right there too, in cases where there's payment, like when you have an investor. You know, because like, for example, um, you know, early on when we were raising money, we had a situation where we had gotten four safes for an identical amount from four different people. All the wires came in on the same day. Well, three of them did. Right. And so then we were in the awkward and unenviable position of like having it to go and talk to each of these four people and say like, hey, um, so did you guys fund your investment yet? Because we didn't know whose whose piece was missing. But now with Capbase, we've got all the tools to connect those things. And it's funny, I can't tell you how many times as we've been building this company, because we're kind of slightly ahead of our own product at this point, where we've said, man, if only somebody had built a tool for this exact, you know, whatever corporate governance uh, issue or problem that we're looking at
1: is, you know, it, it, and it 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 helps us know that we're on the right track, too. So I'm assuming for a product like this, most of what you're doing is marketing led sales, right? You're driving people to the, at the point of, I would, I would imagine ideally at the point of company formation, right? Like I'm getting serious about this. I actually want to go do this. I'm going to go Google a solution like this and, and find you and then sign up via the interwebs or are you doing, do you have a B2B sales team?
2: Uh, we do not have a B2B sales team. Okay, We are, at this point, focused just on formations and and getting people when they just first get started. Now, we have a product that we're working on that will allow the import. And once you're then imported, you can take advantage of all the cat based features. But that is something that we are spending a lot of time and a lot of effort on to get perfect before releasing it because we don't want to be just another player that allows you to manage cap table. Because again, like that's not very interesting in and of itself. Having a platform where you've got your corporate governance, where you can run your company, like you're using an app. Like that's what we, that's what we want to get to for everybody who's on the platform. And for founders who are just forming, that's what we have. Anything that you want to do with your company,
1: you can do on CapBase. base. Hmm. So I know you talked about, Gusto and you, I, you talked about some of the other things, like you know, which is kind of branching out into the future. What are some of the other integrations that you and the team are bringing online in the next six to twelve months? If you can talk about those, sure.
2: So you know, right now we do G Suite, Slack, GitHub, Gusto, right, and those are kind of the core. Because, you know, when you think about sort of the, the most important services when you're doing a tech-based startup, those kind of are, are where you're at at the early stage. Yeah. We have partnerships with, uh, pay- with PEOs like Deal. Uh, so let's deal.com is a fantastic company. We've been working with them um, since they started. We've got a great partnership with them. They're still working on their API. Once that API is, is kind of in place, that'll be there. Uh, we've got a great integration with Mercury bank. So anybody who's ever opened a business bank account, you know, how much information you have to transmit to the bank in order to allow them to open an account for you. Well, with CapBase, it's a button click. Because we have all that same data that you've given us from when you start from when you set up your company and whatever else you've done, we can just transmit that straight to the bank. And it saves a whole bunch of time in opening that business bank account. So those are kinds of the services that we focus on are things that are helping founders at the early stage and also things that are helping founders to, you know, kind of cope with this new fully remote economy that that we're working in
1: um, as well. So then this makes me think of, a, and this is where you, you can say pass if you want to, but this makes me think of a line of questions where when I think of the revenue side for your business, you not only have the subscription revenue, but then you probably have referral revenue from some of those integrations and partners. Is that right?
2: Um, So
1: we certainly could,
2: uh, but in pretty much every case, we have just been passing that along to our customers, right? We have been we've been passing those perks along to the customers as just straight up discounts right because much like an accelerator our vested interest is making sure that our that our customers thrive and succeed in the long term and we want to make sure that you know if there's a savings to be had that it's getting passed on to those to those companies because you know yeah okay i could get you know a 100 dollar referral credit from you know, pilot for your accounting services, right? I'd much rather pass that hundred dollars on to you and have you have that much better chance of succeeding into paying me a subscription fee next year.
1: Right on. Was that a big discussion point with you and your co founder? Or was that a quick, easy decision? Talk to me a little bit about that. Cause that feels like for an early stage startup, to give up revenue opportunities seems uh like not not, you guys landed on the side of that that I would expect is more rare than the other. So how how is that as a discussion? We
2: honestly were both pretty much in the same place on that one. And because, it, like, honestly, it really is about making sure that those companies that form with us are successful right? Because the more successful cap-based companies are, the more valuable cap bases as a tool to other new companies, the bigger the halo effect is. And, you know, we just decided that the externalities from passing those savings along to our customers were worth a lot more than like the honestly pretty
1: minimal incremental revenue that we would get. Got it. No, I mean, I love it. I, I certainly share that, that kind of mentality and vision. It just, uh, I would I would say it's rare given most of the folks we talk to. All right. When you think of kind of the next 12 to 24 months of of growth for CatBase, what do you think that looks like? Walk me through kind of what you think the future holds for you guys.
2: Sure. Um, so that's going to, that company import tool that I was talking about that really does it the right way. That'll be something that is going to be hugely valuable to us as a business. One of the things that we're building as a part of that, and we're actually, we're doing this for our, um, we've got a round that we're about to close. If you've ever done a a large fundraising round, you know, in in our last round, uh, we had 15 individual investors. On the day of the close, that's 15 different parties that you've got to send documents to, get signatures from, get wires from, and make sure that it's all all sorted out and all covered. Well, we've got all of that already in CapBase, right? So we're building a tool that will allow you to bring your own counsel, bring your own docs, and do a closing on CapBase. And um, we believe that that's going to be a pretty significant driver of customer growth for pre-existing companies. And you know, we're we're just going to be doing absolutely everything we can to make. The founder experience a pleasant one and make sure that, you know, anything that you need to do, you can do on
1: cat base. Talk a little bit about targeting and how you're driving traffic to the site and trying to convert. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the digital marketing strategy and what you and the team are doing today? Sure. Um, really a
2: lot of what we're doing is content-based when you are looking to find information as a founder you probably have, there are a lot of specific questions that you come up against. And when you Google those questions, you know, you're going to find information that is of varying generally low quality, or like there are a whole bunch of situations in which you will find a blog that is written by an attorney. And like attorneys are awesome. They will give you absolutely every single eventuality, every single circumstance, they will cover every angle. They will make sure that you've got all of the information. But like sometimes when you're a founder, like you just want the answer. You want to know what does everybody else do? You don't need to know about LLPs and S corporations and, you know, whatever other strange structure you just need to know, like, okay, how do I, how do I set up a company? Right. Because you're focused on building your product. You're not focused on, you know, kind of the legal minutiae. So that kind of content marketing has been hugely valuable to us in terms of helping people find us on organic search terms and building relationship with customers. You know, we have people who they will find our blog and, um, you know, two months later, they'll come back and they'll actually purchase, Right. So we're seeing like some very, some very long, some very long sales cycles, but we also find some people who, you know, are just looking for, Hey, I need to incorporate in Delaware. I, you know, I've found cat base. This is great. Let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, I mean, and, and, you know, I feel like we have honestly very, and we're, you know, like I say, we're still a very young company. You know, we spent a lot of time building our product, getting it absolutely right. Dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's because like this is the most important thing that you do when you start a company right this is the this is the legal foundation of everything you do this is the legal foundation of your you know hopefully billion dollar exit down the road so like you got to make sure that everything's right
1: Do you track so the the idea of keeping all the diligence items in order from the beginning its it sounds like it sounds like a very romantic idea right like if I start, if I start off on a good foot, I will, you know, I'll maintain this discipline. Uh, I will only have drinks on Friday nights and Saturday. Uh, I, I won't drink during the week. And it, when you're just getting started and you don't have a team and you're not trying to find product market fit and you're not, you know, like it is easier, right? Like it's the only thing you have to do to to get, to get going is to just get started. So I'm super curious. Do you feel like you and the team have good metrics yet for like, stick to itedness like you know how many people who sign up for cap base are are actually going in there on a regular basis and updating things or if they signed up for the Delaware LLC they've then followed through to
2: well on, only 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 C corps only corporations
1: oh we, on, okay. we only I'm do so, Delaware sorry.
2: corporations we don't do LLCs. And and honestly there's a lot of good reasons for that. Uh, the biggest amongst them is the qualified small business stock exemption. Uh, yeah so if yeah, you, pati- if you don't know that particularly
1: today I, yes <laughs>
2: yeah so i mean in in terms of in terms of you know kind of what those metrics are yeah we have usage metrics in our product and you know we see honestly a huge take rate on pretty much everything because again our product is built around milestones it's built around when you raise money it's built around when you hire your team members uh it's built around when you you know, if you ever, unfortunately have to fire a team member and like, those are the important documents. We're not, so we're, we're not at this point focused on like sales cycle documents because those can also form an important part of diligence. And, you know, there are a lot of people, once you start to scale that sales process who do really phenomenal workflows in Salesforce. And so like, we're just going to integrate with Salesforce because if you're using sales, um, if you're using Salesforce to generate your, all your contracts, it's a lot easier for us to just kind of like include those in your doc in your cat based doc room than it is to try to say like oh yeah upload this so everything that you're doing to keep that doc room up to date it's all passive right the reason that people fail with their document rooms and things get out of order is because it's active work that you have to do right now so right now on cat base you hire a new employee okay that employee is they're going to sign their offer letter They're going to sign their confidential information and invention assignment agreement, along with whatever exclusions they may have in that document. Um, They're going to sign their stock purchase or their option agreement. You're also going to have a board notice that needs to get signed that actually authorizes their share purchase. So that's like four, five, six documents right? that you have to get and you have to take care of. If you weren't using CapBase, you would then have to then get signed and upload into your doc room. Well, on cap you're just—it's all part of the same workflow, right? So your employee gets the notice, like, "Hey, you need to sign this document." You know, welcome aboard. Sign this document. It goes dr- straight into the doc room. Your board members get, right. "Hey, you've got this board consent that you need to sign." They sign it. it goes right in the right in the doc room.
1: Hmm. Do you have any? Uh, th- then I think this is probably pretty rare. Very few startups probably go through. Uh, actual audits, but have you had any of your clients go through an audit yet with like a third party auditor and gotten feedback from them? Because I would imagine many of the things that you need from a diligence perspective in a fundraising or in, a, in an exit event are many of the exact same things, right?
2: So I can't unfortunately comment on any specific events that any of our clients have gone through, but I can, I can just say that feedback has been really positive across the board on on pretty much everything.
1: All right, right on. Stefan, you, you had mentioned that you are considering getting your first bit of swag for base. What are you guys thinking of doing?
2: We're looking at putting together a package for existing and new employees that would include stuff like uh, you know a t-shirt, a hoodie. Uh, we're definitely going to do a CatBase cap of some sort. Uh, huh. We don't know if we're going to do a trucker hat or a, a, a ski beanie, um, something along those lines, but definitely the CatBase cap and you know a water bottle and a notebook probably
1: all right right on so this would be like the welcome to cat base packet that you exactly exactly in the mail yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. and and we're
2: gonna we're definitely gonna do a a coffee mug because uh that's kind of the coffee mug is a is a permanent fixture of all of our video calls regardless of what time of day it is for somebody coffee cups always a fixture
1: i i will if budget is no issue uh, cause I know you have that fat series A money coming in. I would <laughs> highly recommend the Yeti. Uh, we did branded Yetis, uh, a while ago and man, they're like, not only do employees love them, but they're really nice. But, oh my God, they're so expensive. Oh
2: yeah. I mean, like you need, I can't you, you even need... <laughs> countenance the purchase for a, of a Yeti for myself. Right. And like, I love to go camping and like hiking with my dog and like, no, I can't like, whatever. I've got a, I've got an old as heck Coleman that I keep around.
1: Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, if you need swag for your startup, go to fuelmerchandisegroup.com, mention startup competitors and get 10% off your first order. Talk a little bit about kind of a, a, really curious from a remote first perspective. Uh, why did you and your co-founder decide to start remote first and well before it was trendy? And Maybe a little bit of you know some of the advantages you feel like that's brought you uh, as you've gone to market. Greg lives in the Mission uh, in San Francisco. I live in Washington D.C.
2: We had looked at doing an office in the middle, like in Kansas somewhere, I think, but we decided against that. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it was just kind of the reality of of where we were, and neither one of us being in a position to move. You know, it's really, it's turned out really fantastically. It has allowed us to be very flexible as employers. So like when somebody needs time off or somebody needs to, you know, take a day or a week or whatever, it's allowed us to be very flexible there. Uh, We have saved a tremendous amount of money that we would otherwise be spending on office space. Now we use some of that money that we would be spending and we give each and every one of our new employees a an allowance to you know buy whatever computer they want set up their home office however they need to and you know it's a fairly generous allowance but it's much less than you know the cost of class a office space in either San Francisco or Washington DC and, you know, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it has allowed us to recruit talent from absolutely all over the world. You know, we have a developer who is just a fantastic engineer and a, um, you know, he he's one of those guys that like grew up taking stuff apart. And, you know, he's done like assembly code and, and all sorts of crazy, you know, like malware and finding exploits, you know, security research type stuff. That is just a fantastic asset for a company like us to have he's in the Republic of Georgia. We would not have found him if we were looking for developers in San Francisco or in Washington, D.C., or in any other U.S. market. Right. Um, so it's it's been honestly just a tremendous source of flexibility for us.
1: Have you found any challenges to establishing culture and rapport and getting folks to, to know one another? Talk <sighs> a little bit about that. So,
2: you know, obviously that's always a top of mind concern for founders. Um, we do a video call with the whole team every single day. We're still small enough where that works and where that can make sense. And that has been a huge help in terms of synchronizing that culture. Now it's it's basically like a scrum standup, but you know we leave a couple unstructured minutes at the beginning and at the end of the call for people to just kind of like, chat and talk about whatever is going on. You know, we had intended to, uh, we actually, we had it all planned out. We were going to get everybody together uh, in the first week of April, 2020, and we're going to have a company-wide retreat. (laughs) Obviously that didn't happen. Luckily we got, we got our deposits back. Um, (laughs) But you know uh, so that's still something that we intend to do now that like people are getting vaccinated and, and whatever else. So we're, we're kind of looking forward to being able to do that. We also um, make use of a couple really neat tools that have, that are Slack, uh, Slack tools. There's one called donut and another one called hallway. So, Hallway is this neat tool that allows you to set up basically just like virtual meetings that happen, you know, kind of at given intervals during the day. And people can just kind of like drop in. So, it kind of is meant to simulate the hallway conversations that you might have with folks, uh, which has been a really neat one. And then Donut will do things like every week it'll automatically it'll automatically pair you with another team member and be like, it'll give you like an icebreaker question. And, you know, it'll be like, Hey, you, you two should catch up directly. So that's been a thing. And then also like Greg and I do one-on-ones with every member of the team, uh, at least once a month, you know, for when, when we were smaller, we did it every other week, but now that we're, you know, at, at 20 people, that's, that's, that didn't really scale. So we're, we're now doing it once a month, but like, Each of us are doing it every single month with everybody on the team. And when somebody's new, we check in with them every day for 15 minutes, just to kind of make sure that they're getting up to speed and make sure that any questions they have, they're getting answered. Make sure that anything that seems weird, we're explaining.
1: When you're looking for talent, sorry, I'm still fat. Like the reason I do these podcasts is so I can learn all the things in my life that I want to learn. It's not about (laughs) you at all. It's it's all for selfish reasons. I mean, that's fine. Uh, All right, cool. Um, (laughs) When you're looking, so I, you know, like I've, we've hired folks all over the country. We have not hired folks all over the world. So I'm super curious when you, when you think, oh yeah, we need to hire X. You're not thinking of a specific market. How are you finding that talent? What's your process to say, yeah. We could hire this person anywhere. How, how do you get people to actually know about you? Cause you're not, you know, you're not Google or Lyft. You're, you know, no, we're not, you're, you're, we're not, you're small. We're, we're so small. how does that we're work? Tiny.
2: We have a number of job boards that we have posted on. Um, but we've also done a tremendous amount of just like direct LinkedIn, LinkedIn research, um, just like direct outreach to folks. And that has actually worked worked really well because, you know, you, you take a little bit of time and you get to know kind of like you look at where the person is, you look at what they're doing. You can then kind of craft a message to them that says like, hey, I see you as a person. I think you look interesting and I think that your background looks interesting. I'd like to talk to you about what we're doing and, um, you know, see if there might be a fit. And, you know, Greg has taken on most of that, uh, thankfully. He's really great at it. Um, but it has just turned up some tremendous candidates. You know, some people, that's how we've hired them. There have been plenty of other conversations where he had where, you know, it didn't go. But yeah, that and and job boards. And, you know, we'll we'll get people who are applying who are hungry for a remote job, especially during the pandemic. People who are, are looking for that remote job. And, you know, we, we get just a tremendous number of applications. You know, I, when we post, you know, sort of a a full stack developer job,
1: we end up
2: getting about 500
1: applications for each spot. Right on. Nice. So, all right. I'm always fascinated by co-founder dynamics would love to know, and you just talked a little bit about Greg, Greg's role in terms of recruiting and stuff like that. Talk a little bit about how the two of you kind of divide the work and the de- dynamic of the two of you co-founding the business and leaning it together—what were those discussions like? Absolutely. So you know, um,
2: Greg and I split stuff really evenly. We are both technical in our background. We are both have a lot of marketing exposure, a lot of operational exposure, and you know, obviously, we've both been through the startup game a couple times. And you know, so we we end up making pretty much all of our decisions that we make at uh, at an executive level together right because we're both on the board you know we we are the board right now um and honestly like i have been i've founded three companies i have been a part of many more companies i have witnessed lots of co-founder dynamics the relationship that greg and i have in terms of give and take and how we get to our decisions it is the best co-founder relationship that i have ever been in a been a part of or witnessed and it's just been fantastic because like also we both studied philosophy in college right so we're both very argumentative and you know kind of um strong beliefs weakly held i think is the is the probably yeah. the best term but like we talk about things very passionately from kind of our specific point of view on whatever that may be and you know we're we're able to argue but come to a kind of shared understanding. And it's been really cool, you know, working together over these last two and a half years now, um, just kind of how that has helped us to grow the business, how that has helped us to grow the team, and also keep that collaborative spirit kind of strong in the team. Because everybody says, oh, we're a flat organization. And like, yeah, you're a flat organization, but like, yeah, you got to go get sign-off from these three individual people. We have, I think, helped to turn and make that to a point where like, we've hired extremely smart people, we let them do their jobs, and where, you know, people can have these arguments. Like that is our culture. Our culture is argumentative. And like, that might not sound like a good thing, but it it really is. Because none of us, none of us have the right answer to whatever the question may be. We might have ideas. Those ideas might be informed by experience and by data. They might be really good ideas, but we don't necessarily know that they were the right answer. And like odds are, if you're working with other people who have really good ideas, who are really smart and have really great experience, when you combine those, you're going to get something even better. And you know that's been what working together has been like. And you know we 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 talked about kind of the stuff that is a problem. We talked about it up front because we both knew sort of like where the potential issues were. So like we talked about it up front, like, you know, who's going to have the title CEO? Well, Greg's in San Francisco. He's got a great network. It's going to help us raise money. Greg's CEO. No problem. How are we going to handle technical decisions? Well, Stefan's doing the building. Stefan's going to handle those sorts of things. No problem. Uh, How are we going to handle marketing decisions? Well, We both have a lot of experience in marketing. We're going to find somebody who's really smart. We're going to let them go. We're going to let them do their job. We haven't yet found that person. We haven't yet found that exact right person. So like we've been doing marketing collaboratively and it's worked out really well. You know, so it's a question of finding that relationship and working on that relationship like it's a relationship. When there are problems, you talk about the problems. You talk about how you're communicating, how the other person's communicating, where 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 there are actual problems where there are potential problems. So like, yeah, you know, it's, it's work, it's hard work, but it's been really rewarding. And, you know, kind of when I look back at my career and other co-founder relationships that I've either been in or born witness to, it's what makes all the difference between a company succeeding and failing.
1: Do you think it's, this is not a well-formed idea, but do you (laughs) think it's, easier in some ways for the two of you because you're on opposite sides of the country and i and i guess the the specific thing that i'm going at there is i, I mean i've co-founders and many of the businesses that i'm involved in and in a lot of ways proximity makes it easy to take advantage right like yeah we can talk about that tomorrow because you know i'll see i'll see him tomorrow or um you, you know like it just becomes really easy to make excuses versus you're not you're not just going to bump into Greg tomorrow. (laughs) Like the only time you're going to talk to him is if there's intent on one of your, uh, like uh, on the part of one of you two to make that conversation happen. So like, is that, is what I'm saying real? Are you guys a little bit more intentional than if you were to find yourself in the same time and place? Like, uh, is there anything to that? So I'm just scrolling up a little bit in Slack here
2: and like, I haven't had I haven't talked with Greg much today because it's still pretty early in his day. So, you know, we've only exchanged probably about 75 messages so far today. Um, (laughs) We talk a lot. Uh, And, you know, we, we talk on the phone probably about probably what ends up being about an hour every day. And then, you know, between Slack and iMessage, it's, it's fairly constant. You know, honestly, we probably talk more than we would If we were in an office, uh, because if we were in an office, you know, we'd be both focusing on different things most of the time, meeting with different people, working on, you know, whatever. And so, like, there wouldn't be as much of that, like, hey, let's have a five-minute conversation in the hallway, right? But, like, since we have that constantly open channel of Slack and text message, like WhatsApp, like, we talk constantly you know, and it, it allows us to get answers from the other really quickly. It allows us to get opinions from the other really quickly. Yeah. You know, and like when we first start, when we first started out, when it was just the two of us, we would get together probably about once a month and just kind of like spend an intense, like three, four days co-working on, you know, whatever the, whatever the particular thing we were working on that at that time was.
1: Got it. Awesome. All right. Uh, We are getting close to time. I have to let you go. I'm sorry about that. Uh, If folks want to learn more about CatBase or if they want to get in touch with you for questions specific to this podcast, what's the best way for them to do that? CatBase.com. Click on the little intercom box. It goes straight to my telephone 24-7. Ha! Right on. Nobody's ever said that one yet. I like that. Stefan, thank you so much, man. This has truly been enjoyable. Uh, Might even love to have you on again sometime in the future.
2: Absolutely. It's been a great conversation. Um,
0: Yeah, I'd love love to. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Startup Competitors provides monthly handcrafted email updates on your top competitors. Keep up to date on new hires, marketing activities, events, awards, new product launches, pricing changes, funding, and a bunch more. Learn more at startupcompetitors.com.